In the final episode of our intellectual property series, we talk about cultural appropriation, the fourth industrial revolution, and the role IPs will play in protecting African cultures and creations. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at the Dong. Africa's incredible abundance of cultural expression from music and art to fashion and food has become increasingly prominent on the global stage. More often than not, it has been appropriated by others and repackaged either intentionally or unintentionally for new audiences and financial profit. There have been many discussions around whether Africa should be considering intellectual property to protect their culture and food. Daniel Gasatura, a partner with Trust Law Chambers in Kigali, says the current laws are restrictive when it comes to the general protection of food and culture because they would be restrictive to future inventions. It is true um, that Africans do need to consider getting intellectual property rights over their culture or food and music uh, and the like. However, I should point out that current legal frameworks in most jurisdictions, um, actually all jurisdictions that I'm aware of, do not allow for protection generally of things such as music, food, or culture. And the main reason for this is because protection of IP is done to encourage creation. And uh, for this reason, protection of entire domains like music, food, or culture would inhibit innovation and creativeness, which defeats the purpose for which we protect our IP. Uh, I must say, though, that nations must find, and in some ways have already started finding ways to benefit from exploitation of their culture and their arts. Uh, For instance, in Rwanda, any derivative work that is done for profit uh, derived from, you know, derivatives from Rwandan national folklore, such as songs, sculptures, uh, designs, for instance, in Migongo, and any transfer of ownership for profit of such works uh, is subject to payment of royalties. Of course, enforcement of these provisions is, is a different story, but the provisions are there. And more, of, more such provisions can be found uh, where we do not protect it generally, but we protect, uh, we, we seek royalties for d- derivatives of such works. I should also add that some domains such as food uh, are not possible to protect. For instance, recipes are not considered as intellectual property unless the food, the type of food, or the recipe or the process um, involves a patentable method, involves basically something that was created, uh, you know, that can be patented. So it's up to the recipe owners to find ways to protect these recipes, maybe through trade secrets, uh, I think through use of NDAs and other like instruments. So because of this, we are going to, because of this, uh, unless there are changes in global IP norms and laws, I see the solution as being more uh, in us as Africans doing more intensive sensitization of uh, different societies of our culture, uh, where it becomes harder and harder for one to appropriate our culture without a significant societal response, which will then in turn give us a form of protection uh, in addition to what our IP laws can provide for that may not be all-encompassing.
Grace Nakabogo, a principal associate in the intellectual property team at Marx Advocates based in Uganda, says maybe it's time for a push for special laws that cover cultural appropriation. For most of the other types of intellectual property, we have laws. But for these special types of intellectual property that might uh, cover what, what we're talking about, you know, the cultural appropriation and ETC, we might need to start thinking about what we call sui generis laws, you know, special laws, uh, because you're going to find that they do not usually fit very well within the traditional types of law that, uh, of intellectual property law that we have today. For example, you might try and fit traditional knowledge and traditional cultural expressions with copyright. But hmm, the nature of copyright is, you know, this is original. It's just a creation of somebody. Um, so then the question becomes, so if it's a traditional song, who owns it? You know, we, we might not know. So for many of them, you'll find that we would need to come up with specific laws that cover these these types of intellectual property. And the good news is uh, we're not imagining things. These things are protectable and they are valid types of intellectual property rights. We just need to get proactive about this. Um, sadly, one would say that even the types of IP where the rest of the world has already moved on fast, where it's clear, you know, the awareness was built and, for example, trademarks, you're not going to want, have to convince people so much about trademarks because the hard work was done already about trademarks and people appreciate those principles. For these ones, we might need to work a bit harder uh, because uh, while these principles exist and they've been there, um, we need to do more to, first of all, bring awareness to the people themselves and to also bring awareness to you know the lawmakers to understand what these concepts are and therefore appreciate the need for special laws and to understand that the laws we have currently might not adequately cover these protections. But indeed, it's time for us to actively agitate for the protection of our special you know, types of IP that we might have in Africa. In the fourth industrial revolution, intellectual property and its role in wealth creation and the sustenance of social political stability cannot be overlooked. Grace Nakabogo says a strong IPR protection regime is critical as it allows innovators to share the benefits of their creative activities to further encourage innovation and creativity. From where I stand, IP is the heart of the fourth industrial revolution. It's sparring everything because the people creating, that's all they have. That's the property. That's the property they're getting. I mean, land is not getting any bigger, like we said. It, that's it. It's finished. But the car that we knew yesterday will not be the same. You know, now we have uh, green cars. You know, people, everything is going environmentally friendly. Everything is changing. And all those creations are intellectual property. So without a doubt, intellectual property is very critical to the fourth industrial revolution. And in this new disruptive era where we see innovations almost daily, the role of intellectual property, you can't even put a cup to it. You can't even say that role. Intellectual property is, is this thing. It's the heart. It's where we are. And what we can do is, or what we should do is to shed a light on intellectual property and ensure that everyone out there understands 
what is intellectual property? What are the types of intellectual property? If I have this right, how do I use it? How do I make money from it? How do I stop other people from, you know, copying my thing? How do I, you know? So I think the biggest problem we have right now is we need to create awareness. We need to create awareness to the public, political will, more than government will, because the government, there's, there's laws and they'll try to amend every time, you know, it's necessary. But IP uh, gives back to so many families there. Uh, people out there who are knitting, who are doing, you know, creating this, packaging this, doing this, and, you know, they don't even know that this is intellectual property or creating these solutions. We need to raise awareness for intellectual property because its role cannot even be stated. We can't, we, we couldn't say enough about intellectual property. We just need to raise awareness for the right people, uh, for every, the inventors, the users, then, I mean, we are, we are going to become an unstoppable continent where we are, we, we are going to go out there and just shine. Because while most of the other continents exploited themselves in the past and we are kind of raw, there's, there's so much capacity for Africa to exploit that, you know, if we just cleaned up our IP space and regulation and the laws and enforcement and we cleaned up awareness especially. There's no limit. We'll just we'll just be super. We'll take over the world. Daniel Gasatura reiterates that intellectual property rights creates an ecosystem where creations that are built upon still get what's due to them and also still encourages further innovation. It's very true that we live in a very disruptive era and there are you know, new innovations almost daily. But I think many innovations, most innovations are built on top of existing ones. The emergence of something new does not necessarily invalidate already existing methods, but most uh, of, of the innovations that we see today really just improve upon already existing ideas and already existing works. Now, the owners of quote-unquote, the old methods still have proprietary rights over them. And if, they, if these methods are protected, they still enjoy exclusivity and can still benefit, you know, as, you know, as and when uh, new technologies, so to speak, are, are, are invented. So, I, I mean, as I explained, uh, the very reason IP exists is to encourage innovations and protection of works is an incentive you know, creatives to create more, innovate more, because they, they see the benefit both morally and economically of their inventions. Um, so IP can play a big part in ensuring that in, in innovators receive fair value uh, for their constant creative work, but in also ensuring that as technology changes, the innovators of each foundational component receives compensation as innovations are built upon and I know this has been a huge struggle for very many small innovators, especially here in Rwanda and in Africa, who see their unprotected works built upon with no credit to them um, by bigger corporations, hence just discouraging them. And uh, we see many corporations getting away without giving credit to the actual creators uh, of, of the foundations of the works that they do. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Nigeria will today launch a digital currency, the e-Naira. 
the central bank says months after it barred banks and financial institutions from dealing in or facilitating transactions in cryptocurrencies. The central bank of Nigeria governor, Godwin Emefiele, says the e-Naira would operate as a wallet against which customers can hold existing funds in their bank accounts. A statement from the bank says the e-Naira therefore marks a major step forward in the evolution of money and the Central Bank of Nigeria is committed in ensuring that the e-Naira, like the physical Naira, is accessible by everyone. Nigeria has named Barbados-based Bit Inc. as a technical partner in developing the e-Naira. China's Evergrande is back in the news. So China Evergrande Group said it has resumed work on more than 10 projects in six cities, including in Shenzhen, a statement that came after it appeared to avert default with a last-minute bond coupon payment last week. Evergrande, deep in crisis with more than $300 billion in liabilities, has not disclosed how many of its 1,300 real estate projects across China it has had to hold work on. The company said on August 31st that some projects were suspended because of delays in payments to suppliers and contractors, and it was negotiating to resume building. On Sunday, it said in a post on WeChat account that some of the projects it had resumed work on had entered the interior decoration stage while other buildings had recently finished construction. Evergrande added that its efforts to guarantee construction would show up market confidence and included several photos of construction workers on different projects stamped with the time and date. China's second largest property developer last month also promised potential buyers that it will complete building their homes and said the work on one of the world's biggest soccer stadiums in the city of Guangzhou was proceeding as planned. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Withadong on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>